Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Nayak's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Good evening and welcome to Fridays Live with me Raj Nayak. This evening I have with me I don't know whether I can say that but she's a sweet lady. <laughs> okay, she is known as the uh dessert queen uh and she's an author She is a successful entrepreneur. Uh, most of you have heard of her, and uh, she is very, very well known. She is a celebrity in her own right. Uh, let me introduce you to my dear friend, Pooja Dingra. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to do this, and a bit nervous. Pooja, thank you so much for coming. So, Pooja, I'm going to start with your brand, Love Fifteen. Yes. What does Love Fifteen stand for? So it's the fifteenth arrondissement in Paris. So Paris is divided into twenty different quartiers or, or or regions, and the fifteenth is where I lived. So I lived in Paris for a year. I went to culinary school there, and that is where um, you know I fell in love with the city, and it was my home away from home for a year. So I wanted to bring the same feeling back. So whenever anybody walks into our shops, they eat our products, they should feel like they are in the fifteenth. So did you grow up in Paris? No, I grew up in Mumbai. I am a Bombay girl. Cool. Oh, Bombay. So, yeah, I I grew up here. I went to school here. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer for a brief two weeks. So after my twelfth uh, uh, standard, I went to law school for two weeks, and then I saw the books and I said, "This is not for me. I am a very creative person. I like working with my hands." So uh, I told my parents that my dream was to own a cafe someday, and they said, "Okay, if that's what you want to do, then you should study it." so then i moved to switzerland for four years i studied hospitality and um, i walked into the pastry kitchen and it was like this eureka moment where i was like this is my life and so i went to study pastry in paris and that's when i fell in love with the macaron and moved back most 11 years ago now so tell me what was your childhood like i mean uh, you grew up in bombay yeah so a little bit about your background your family and things like that So I come from a food obsessed family. We all are, you know. This is I, I joke and say that this family will never lose weight because you open the fridge and there's always buffet chicken or cupcakes always there. Uh, but we, we, you know, like my my uh, dad, he had uh, invested in some restaurants. So I grew up around restaurants. So I kind of knew what that was, that world was like, how it functioned. But I also knew that the amount of dedication it took to make that happen. So uh, at the back of my head, there was always, you know, this this little thing that restaurants is what I want to do. Uh, so yeah, childhood was very happy. I went to Bombay Scottish in Mayhem. Um, you know, very. Uh, I love my friends. I'm still very close to all my school friends. Went to Jaihin for two years after that, and then moved to Switzerland. Ah. Uh. since you come from a food family and you you already and you you said that you want to start a cafe when you were small that's yeah. what you mentioned so why did you continue in the food business why did you take this detour or because so i so i when yeah so when i went to paris to study i thought maybe i'll do cuisine and i'll do pastry both and then the first day the kitchen the chef came and put a rabbit a dead rabbit on our table 
and i was like this is not i got you know like i want to have like chocolate and sugar and butter around me all the time i don't want to see it i don't want to work with it so i think it was uh, it was a conscious decision that i you know i just love pastry so much and i love uh, it's also very uh, being a, a chef and being a pastry chef are completely different they are very different mind frames and you know because uh, as a chef or with cooking it's very free flowing it's freestyle you can add a little bit of this little bit you know salt goes here spice goes here and you still manage to make a dish pastry is very scientific it's super precise and um, you know if you don't follow your measurements you will end up with a disaster so for me i like that you know this is square and this is what you need to do and 100 grams of butter means 100 grams of butter so i found my space in pastry and uh, my brother actually did uh, cuisine so my brother came back from switzerland we studied together and he moved back to india and he opened a uh, uh, like a punjabi restaurant so on bombay nasik highway we had a restaurant called oi punjabi which he ran for 7 years and so he did the food i did the pastry which is why butter chicken and cupcakes always and uh... does your family still have a restaurant i mean uh, no uh, no we we currently don't so lo 15 is the only food uh, element in the family now but my father suddenly started cooking so he started cooking last year a lot and every day like for lockdown 3 months of lockdown i haven't even eaten out once because every day the food is delicious uh, i just got a message before this saying what time do you want biryani and i was like this biryani for dinner this is great so yeah uh we we still are all surrounded by food always and you all stay together i mean uh, yes we all stay together so great i mean you provide the dessert they, your father provides the main yeah it's, it's all balanced yeah so how supportive were you were they when you told them that you want to open up a pastry outlet in india yeah i mean you know the i only reason i could have done what i did was because i had their support so uh, even when i told them that i didn't want to go to law school it was always about okay you know you do something that makes you happy uh, follow your passion and this is like uh, 16 years ago right 16 years ago uh, chefs were not as cool as they are today they weren't recognized as they are today it was still a very for a girl to be in a kitchen wasn't very uh, widely acceptable but they were super supporting they said okay you want to do this but study it that was their only thing like just be educated so they that's the push that they gave me um even when i came back after my education uh my dad was the one you know who was like set up your own space get your own kitchen get out of the home kitchen do your own thing and i still remember in the beginning i used to be like oh i sold two cakes today this is how much i made and he just look at me and be like that's it you know like you need to set your goals higher so they've always been there encouraging pushing and i wouldn't be able to do any of this without them so what was your first outlet like where where was your first outlet so first outlet was actually a small little kiosk in worli outside of friends salon so i was about 23 years old and i had a small central kitchen a 500 square feet central kitchen and uh, we started teaching from there and i started you know personalized orders and then you know the friend called me and said the space is available do you want to take it and the rent was something like today when i think about it, i'm like that's all i paid like that was nothing so she offered it to me and i you know i took that little one counter outside a salon and i still remember standing there the night before setting everything up and um, yeah it was a very uh, you know different sort of experience from anything i i do today but uh, i think they were building blocks so they were like blocks which taught me everything i know Uh, and uh, how much have you scaled it up today? How many outlets do you have? 
So we actually scaled up uh, quite slowly. So after that, we uh, moved into this big central kitchen that I'm in today, which is about 5,000 square feet, which is uh, in Lower Parel itself. And then we had a cafe in Kulaba, one in Goregao, and then we had three other kiosks. But now with uh, COVID, you know, we, our team was of, of 100 people, but in April, we had to take some tough calls and completely like shrink that down. So now we have uh, the central kitchen still, and we have our store in Bandra. But other than that, we had to close everything down. So I, I can understand. But otherwise, you were scaling quite nicely. And you have yeah. actually been an uh, inspiration for a lot of people who, you know, have seen your journey. Uh, you're also known as the macaroon queen in this country. <laughs> I mean, uh, is that because you introduced macaroon? I mean, uh, yeah, so I, I, how did you get that name? I, you know, so honestly, I don't know, but uh, it just started with, uh, so when I started making macaroons, nobody else was making them in India. And I was just so obsessive with them. And I was, you know, everywhere I went, there were, I would always take macaroons. So I think people just started associating that with us, which is great. And then I think BBC or, or one of the, I think BBC about six, seven years ago did a piece where they, they titled it Macaroon Queen of India and it's just stuck. So after that, anyone would use it. I'm like, if you're calling me a queen, I'll take it. <laughs> Any kind of queen, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, okay, you could be called a lot worse. This is a good name. Just be happy. And uh, so tell me, what are the challenges you faced uh, while setting up? I mean, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, and today a lot of people, the youngsters, especially in this environment, are wanting to become entrepreneurs, setting up their own thing and things yeah. like that. And people like you are an inspiration to them. If Pooja Dingra can do it, I can do it, you know, uh, probably yeah. in different uh, areas. So what are those little things that you would say that you face, the challenges you face, and that every entrepreneur should look forward to? I mean, the challenges are pretty much endless. You know, when I started, they were very different than what they are today. So when I started, I was young, I was 23, you know, a girl trying to make it in this, uh, you know, like male dominated industry. So there were challenges. Everyone was like, where's your father? Where's your husband? And uh, for me, I had just like come back from, you know, Europe. I was like fully like, I'm going to do this. Um, I still remember there was this one and I share this often because it was so shocking to me that, um, you know, I was, it was the first week of my kitchen and there were just three of us in the team and someone from the government or someone came in and they were like, uh, where's the owner? And somebody went and got me out and they just looked at me and they were like, nay, 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 where's the manager? And I was like, sir, manager, owner, everything. And he just looked at me and he said, you aapke husband off ho gaye and i was just so shocked i was like is he asking me my husband is dead which is why i'm you know running this and doing this alone and i was like no you know i'm 23 i'm not married like this is not a thing so there was always people always want to know where the man is yeah, and that was that was it's a patriarchal mindset that we have yeah yeah so that was challenging, but I just, you know, I took it in my stride and I said that, okay, if they want to meet the man, I just put my father forward wherever I had to go and said, you deal with this, I'll deal with the cake, it's fine. And I had that support, which was great. Um, and then after that, you know, it's um, 
so many challenges just about uh, and this is one advice that i give everyone especially young girls who are starting businesses because we all do it because we are so passionate and we love something but we don't want to get involved with the finance and the numbers and how that plays out which i did and that ended up quite badly for me uh, i you know had to learn some lessons the hard way so this now i become like an advocate of like know your numbers know your business know what you're doing uh, at any given point of time because nobody else will know it better than you so that is uh, key and like you know we uh, i think doing something once because you're passionate is fun but doing it you know every single day with the same you know there are days where you don't feel as passionate or there are days where it's not as exciting but you still have to wake up and get to work and do the same thing over and over again um and i think people need to know the the reality of that and be prepared for that but did it at any given point of time did you ever get worried was there pressure on you what if i don't succeed because business you know and that to a business of a different kind uh, was that kind of pressure there with you and how did you cope with it I mean there's there's pressure always right the minute you're in charge of other people's livelihoods there's pressure because uh, up until april we had a team of 100 people so there was always like oh we don't make enough money you know you how are you going to you know how are these people going to get paid you know it's their livelihoods but i think it was fine till about covid hit us and that was actually when the real challenge i think the last 3 4 months for me have been the cha- most challenging in my career because i had to take some drastic decisions we had to shut down more than 50% of our business we had to you know make our team small all of that and uh, there was a, actually a point where i was sitting and i was like uh, maybe i'll have to shut everything down you know and we just finished our 10th anniversary and finally i was like i'll give myself a pat on the back like you've been doing this for 10 years good job and that was march 1st and then march 15th this whole thing started and march 18th we closed so you know as someone who's putting your blood sweat and tears building something for no like you have no control over this you can't do anything it's not because you didn't do your job right but it's just like an external um you know environment that's that made this happen so it was challenging and i went through my my cycles and of like struggles of really identifying what it is but i just think it's for the better you know so that's that's also i think a time of crisis is great for you to come up with uh, solutions and actually pushes you into the direction that you were meant to be in yeah first of all congratulations on 10 years and i'm sure Thank that the 10 years are going to be even more <laughs> Thank you i hope so <laughs> no, i'm sure so tell me when when uh, suddenly everything shut down right and yeah. obviously uh, you had to shut shop for some time i mean uh, the last four months now almost four months right so last four months how has it been i mean you started first, now right you started yeah now. we just started work first of july but we shut on march 18 so uh, the first two weeks were terrible because you're just like in denial completely because you know for the first time in 10 years we we were shut we've never been shut in 10 years so suddenly to close everything down so i took a week and i just slept i said uh, you know no time like i've never gotten this time my phone is not ringing at 6 in the morning this is great uh, so i took a week off i you know deleted all the apps from my phone no instagram nothing just you know slept for a week and then after that i started thinking and then figuring out what is it that i really want to do um, you know it was just so go 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 for 10 years that i finally i i got a hard stop and i had to ask myself is this even the path i want to continue doing am i the same person that i was 10 years ago so i started asking myself all those questions um i you know in fact when i look back at it i was quite productive over the last uh 3 months we wrote uh, you know we we published two we self published two books 
because everybody was baking at home so we made like our recipes into books that people bought which actually supported our business when we were shut um i was sleeping on my youtube channel for years i finally you know said let me do it and got that going and i just got so much time with myself that i loved it it was great so uh, you just mentioned something you mentioned that at one time i thought i'll have to shut down everything right yeah. so that yeah. thought crossed your mind so what did you feel at that moment i mean it's it's scary right because it's, 10 it's years so you built something and yeah. then you're scared that you may have to shut it permanently i mean and it was a very it was a it was something that was so real like it was almost as if ye hone wala hai like this is this is really going to happen i actually for the first time i sat down and made a pros and cons list i was like this can't be real you know this is my baby like this is what i've been building for 10 years and suddenly i have to make a pros and cons list whether keeping it alive makes sense or just shutting it down and cutting your losses right now makes the most sense and then we're like okay we got to find a midway and kind of see maybe shut parts of the business that don't work right now and then figure it out but yeah it was really scary and and lonely you know like i don't think people tell entrepreneurs how lonely the journey is if you don't have a co-founder or a, a core team that you can count on but for me often times i feel that it is quite lonely i can i can completely relate to you because i've just <laughs> become an entrepreneur okay? and and i i know how lonely the journey can be yeah uh, and especially when you have pressure of uh, carrying people yeah. with you but yeah. but yeah but that's that's a decision we make and uh, that's what yeah. i think most entrepreneurs do you know they have that ability to take risks and uh, uh, the adrenaline rush keeps flowing when you are with with uh, yeah and i i think that's know. what that's what pushes us and makes us go forward right that's just the way we are built so uh, you wrote a book before also right i mean it's not yes. the first time that you're writing you wrote yeah. a book what inspired you to write your first book so that's a great question so my first book was the big book of treats and i so i started baking when i was about 6 years old so i was baking uh, every weekend with my mom and i loved it and i found it very hard to find recipes uh, the internet was not what it is today uh, so i found it very difficult to find recipes that suited an indian kitchen we you know i got books from the uk and here and there and i couldn't understand what double cream heavy cream any of that meant uh, so as a child it was always like why isn't there a book for indian bakers so when i moved back from paris and i started working in indian kitchen indian kitchen i realized that okay i want to write a book with ingredients that are easily available that anyone who picks it up any person who wants to start baking today can go to the kirana store and say acha i want this butter this cream and i can make it and even if i don't have an oven at home i can do some refrigerated desserts i can make something in a pressure cooker i can do whatever so that was just the idea that i want to make baking easy and accessible so that was the first book and uh, yeah it's been five books now great and you mentioned your mother and you said you started baking when you were so yeah. have some of the recipes come from your mother i mean is she a great oh, cook so many so she's an excellent baker and uh, just today in fact i shot a, a cheesecake that i'm putting up on my youtube channel that that's my mom's recipe it's a cheesecake without cream cheese and we use paneer and you know there's all these hacks that she used to do growing up that i've learned and i'm like okay this jugaad of uh, you know i can do this so it's actually pretty interesting so tell us about your youtube channel what's it uh, what's the url for viewers who are watching and who want to see <laughs> do you give tips on the channel do you give tips oh on a lot i do everything yeah yeah so it's it's basically an extension of me uh it's just my name pooja dingra on youtube and uh, yeah i post videos three three times a week and everything is different there's recipe conversations with people yeah it's fun go subscribe pooja i see uh, uh you're wearing this uh 
what's it called apron i mean my chef coat chef coat okay uh, so tell me is this at home where are you right now where are you i am in my i am in my studio in my so my in my kitchen i have an inbuilt studio this is my test kitchen i experiment with new recipes here i shoot videos here all uh, workshops before covid were here uh, so yeah it's my it's my playground so you can show us something that you already cooked or you're cooking or something so we actually just made some stuff for rakhi i can show you yeah i'll um, show you that <laughs> we actually made uh, uh you know so in in during diwali we made chikki this gourmet style chikki let me show you so this is it so it's actually like an a chocolate almond chikki and it's like a a, a take on traditional chikki so it's uh, i love it it's very addictive and it's very dangerous in front of me so that's why i say the good thing about wearing the mask at work is that it prevents me from eating things that i see around Okay, so how much of uh, your dessert do you consume every day? Oh, I try so hard not to. You know, I I've always struggled with my weight, and uh, as a pastry chef who struggled with their weight, his life is not easy. So I now limit it to I choose one day in the week where I have to taste things that are, that I'm trying that are new, but very rarely will I actually sit and eat a dessert just to enjoy it. And uh, now that you started and uh, you. Uh, what's it it's basically home deliveries i presume right yeah so we have a store in bandra and we do we are on delivery portals and people order um, directly with us for their birthdays and anniversaries but uh, you know one of the things i've noticed i don't know whether it's true everywhere uh, a lot of people are ordering desserts during this lockdown uh, i'm like if that's one thing that's going for me right now <laughs> that people want to eat dessert which is great in fact my daughter you know athia she told me daddy uh, the opposite of stressed is dessert yeah exactly you know, it, it never registered but you know and yeah. uh, so i said oh maybe that's the reason i mean yeah. uh, but but business is picking picking up right i mean yeah it is and we are we're trying to kind of also adapt and see what you know everyone talks of this new normal and what is this you know new world going to be and i feel like that changes every single day uh but we've also kind of adapted to it we you know changed our menus we have some uh, we saw that everyone was baking in lockdown uh you know either they were making banana bread or sourdough the internet was full of it so we've uh, actually come up with our own cake mixes so now we've you know doing this diy cake mix that you just buy you add like a little bit of oil and water mix it and bake it and you make a patisserie style cake at home so that is also very exciting for us so this cake mixes that you was that an outcome of the lockdown that when you said you put a hard stop and you sat back and it you looked at new opportunities and things like that was it an outcome of that Or yeah so in your plan so uh, you know doing fmcg was always the plan we you know i've been testing recipes for the last two years but this really made me feel like okay let's pick things up that was you know on the slow burner and just like take them and say okay this is what i'm going to do next and it also kind of told you what not to do what not to focus on so yeah pretty much uh, part of uh, this has come out of the crisis uh oh, sorry just give me a second so does pooja dingra have a role model who she aspires to be like oprah i do <laughs> i have uh, loved oprah ever since i was a little kid 
and I grew up uh, always wanting to be like her, to meet her. I, I joke about and I say my dream one day is to stand in the room and say, you get a car, you get a car, everybody gets a car. That's like, that's, uh, you know, the nature of, of giving is, is what I aspire to get to. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried doing a talk show of your own? It's not I... difficult. You can see me doing it, right? So it's not difficult at all. So I do have a podcast. So I started there. Okay. So I started with a podcast which is called No Sugar Coat and I started it uh, two years ago and season one was just with people from the industry, chefs, restaurateurs, because everybody looks at, you know, your life from the outside and they say, oh, it's such a cakewalk, your life is such a piece of cake and everybody thinks it's, you know, this flowery little world where everything works and it's so glamorous, it's far from the truth. And anyone who runs their own business knows that. So No Sugar Coat was actually just about having real conversations with people and bringing out those stories which we normally don't see. So yeah, it started out with that and now season two we actually started filming uh, filming and recording and um, COVID happened so we had to stop. So what, it's uh, it's available on your YouTube as well as you can listen to it? That's yeah, it's available everywhere where you get podcasts. Um, it's actually up for an award now so please go vote wow. for it. Yeah. What's it called? Again, uh, No Sugar Coat. No Sugar Coat, yeah. Pooja Dingra. Okay. Yes. So, so if you want to listen to... Uh, <laughs> to no the, real, the real story of what actually goes on behind the scenes, then that podcast is a great place to start. Uh, Pooja, you've been an, uh, a successful young entrepreneur. You've done so well. Uh, so tell me, what is your ambition? What, what do you want? Where do you want to go from here? What is your dream? So I often joke when people ask me this, I say world domination. Uh, I don't know what that uh, means. Earlier, it used to mean for me scale. Uh, so when I said I stopped, hard stop and started thinking of things. For me, scale meant number of stores. Uh, now that scale is changing. So I'm like, does it have to be stores? Can it not be something like this where you're reaching every house? So um, I don't know. I want uh, Love 15 to be everywhere in some format. Um, I also do want to do a lot in uh, education, for especially for women in kitchens. So the goal one day is to set up my own center where I can teach women, uh, you know, baking and cooking and that gets them uh, into the kitchen and we change the way, uh, you know, the back of the scenes work. But yeah, so those two things. So all those people who are watching you and uh, if they want to, uh, because you said education and you said you want to, if is there something you can tell them right away, a small recipe which they can do like this tonight for their dinner, after dinner? A hundred percent. I'm always ready. <laughs> so this is my go-to chocolate cake. And I, I know I, I give it out everywhere because it's really that simple. And it's, you know, my, I made the mistake of telling my brother how easy it is. Now, every time he'll be like, but you only need five ingredients. Make it for me. So you only need five ingredients, uh, which is uh, 200 grams of butter, any butter, 200 grams of dark chocolate, 150 grams of castor sugar, four eggs, and 80 grams of flour. You're going to make this tonight, huh? <laughs> so you just... At least I was listening to you and I was thinking, do we have these ingredients? At yeah, it's okay. butter, sugar, flour, yeah. eggs, and Most chocolate. you normally have, yeah. Yeah. So you just mix, you melt the butter and chocolate together, you add the sugar, then you add the eggs, and you last fold in the flour, put it in a cake tin, bake it at 180 degrees for about 20 minutes, and you're done. Cake and what's is ready. it called? What's it called? Pooja's chocolate cake. Pooja's chocolate cake. That's nice. So, I think uh, uh, let's digress a bit. So, Pooja, tell me about yourself. What is it that you love to do in, in your spare time? 
Uh, so many things. I love reading. I love doing yoga. Just uh, time for myself. I love listening to podcasts. I love. I've been binge watching a lot of Korean dramas right now in the lockdown. So that's yeah. interesting. Korean dramas. Huh? I, I, so obsessed. It's anyway, a, it's <laughs> yeah, I mean they're very close to Indian and the culture. Yeah, yeah. Everything is very close to Indian. In fact, yeah. somebody told me that in uh, Kerala they also have in the past they've released. Uh, movies in cinema halls, Korean movies in cinema halls with English subtitles. No, no, it's get, it's getting so bad because I watch them every night, and the thing is that they're always eating. Okay, they're always eating the show. So now I want to eat Korean food. So I actually called one of my friends uh, who's a Korean chef in Bombay. I called him and I said, "I need food. Like I've been just watching these shows all day, and now I just want to eat that food. And now we can't travel, so this is my way of traveling: is uh, watching the show and eating the food. No, you know my son-in-law is a uh, He's a Korean origin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's an American citizen, but a Korean origin, and uh, so we have uh, got insights into Korean food, and you know, it's, it's so good. It's so delicious. Quite spicy as well. Yes, and probably what? that's why we like it. Also, we relate to it because it is spicy, and especially South Indian, we eat a lot of spice. Yeah. What has been your biggest takeaway from the last three months? uh i think uh, my biggest takeaway from the last first of all you know i tell people the day it happened i said you know you uh, what is not in your control is not in your control you know yeah. you have to accept the moment you accept then you are facing reality you are saying okay this is what yeah. it is uh yeah. so uh, my biggest takeaway in the last 3 months has been uh exactly like you to a large extent sit back and take stock of the situation Base and pros, and, uh, look at your pros and cons, and then uh, do what you think is right. Because you know sometimes, and and you can't plan. Because I think one of the problems that actually happened because we kept thinking, like you said, we were in denial. We kept thinking that yeah. okay, another fifteen days, another one month, and things like that. I think that for some time, I think that was the case with everybody. And suddenly, people realized that no, this is a larger yeah. issue. Yeah. This is a larger issue, and that was similar thoughts. and uh, you know uh, should i continue shouldn't i do should i give up my office space shouldn't i give up my office space these were some of the thoughts that went but then i think uh, you have to stay optimistic and you have to obviously take wise decisions in terms of uh, you know you can't be emotional about certain things you have to be realistic about exactly. it yeah and i think uh, that's been my takeaway but the biggest takeaway for me from this thing i think uh, i'm looking at all the positives yeah is uh, i think many of us at least person like me and and i know a lot of people have become technology enabled <laughs> you know, i think what ctos and ceos in companies were not able to do now it's like this has done even you have 65 70 year old people who can do zoom calls and who are yeah. you know uh, living in this virtual world which was not there before second thing i think is we've realized how little our wants are how exactly. uh, wants may be there but how little that we actually need you yeah. know i think that's another thing so i think once uh, we come out of this i think people's outlook will change to a large extent you know and you know we used to take a I lot i hope so i mean i hope that people's outlook change i would like to believe i would like to believe the majority uh, yeah. least, i would like to believe a lot of people at least my mindset is going to change for sure uh because i think we've realized how frivolous life is how yeah. we take things for granted and uh, and 
you know, we don't appreciate the little things of life, uh, little small little things. I think that is suddenly we realize what it means. You know, if somebody had to told told you, I mean, I ran a channel where we had Big Boss, right? And we used to think, <laughs> how do these people go and stay in a house for three months without going mad? But now you know. <laughs> now you know. Okay, only thing is you don't have cameras there, yeah. and we have sane people. So, yeah. <laughs> with whom we've lived for a long time so you know but otherwise i could never ever dream and i don't think anybody could dream yeah. staying indoors for four months would be and possible it would it, whether it would be possible in the first place second thing is how fast time has flown by yeah it's july yeah it's it's just flown by actually i feel that it was yesterday that the lockdown started so, so a lot of things which we assume, we, I think that has changed. Your outlook has changed. So that's my take of this thing. I mean, in a, in a nutshell. So, and for me also, I think it's the first time that I'm actually taking it one day at a time. I don't think I've ever been like, today's day is today's day and kal ka now we'll see kal. You know, a very dear friend of mine told me, right, uh, this is somewhere in April. We were discussing similar situation on the phone. He said, Raj, if you don't have a plan, that's the best thing today, <laughs> you know, because you have a plan, then you'll start working towards that plan and then you'll get disappointed when it's not going your way. Yeah. So you don't have a plan, take each day as it comes and yeah. you'll not be disappointed. And I think that's exactly like you that, said, those take are wise each words. Day as it comes. Yeah. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be working towards something. Keep working. Give it your flexible, open. That's the main key. The other thing I see is I think a lot of uh, opportunities that we didn't see will start coming your way. You just need to keep your eyes wide open and you need to just spot the trends. And I think there will be a lot of businesses, a lot of opportunities that will suddenly open up, which yeah. probably we never even dreamt of in the past. Correct. I mean, who would have thought that, uh, you know, today, one of the things I've learned, uh, earlier you had meetings, people would come half an hour late, they would SMS you, stuck in traffic jam and things like that, right? Today, you do a Zoom call one minute before the person on the other side is waiting for you for the meeting. Correct. You become more punctual. There are no excuses. <laughs> excuses have gone. So, so there are, I think this, we need to look at all the yeah. good things that are happening. And hopefully uh, when things become normal, and I hope it will uh, sooner than later, yeah. I think uh, it will be a new world. But uh, probably I hope and pray it's a better world. I hope so too. Yeah. So, so, so Korean movies, that's very interesting. <laughs> Would you like to? So the guy found it very amusing. You're the first person telling me you're watching, because everybody is like, "Oh, I'm watching this on Netflix, and I'm watching this on Amazon, and I'm watching." Yeah, whatever. yeah, but the Korean movies are all on Netflix. No, so I know, I know, but nobody's <laughs> spoken about Korean movies. I've never seen, you know. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's you don't understand how big K dramas are in India currently because every time I'll put out a post and I'll say this is what I'm watching. Yesterday, I just put out a snippet from a show where a guy is coming out of a door and I said, can you guess the show? And I had thousands of messages of girls telling me this is the name of the show. And I said, this is crazy. This trend is just insane. So tell me, what is the what are the two shows that I should watch that you would recommend? So now the, the, the top one is called Crash Landing on You. Crash, crash Landing, crash on, landing you. on You. It's on Netflix. Okay. And... Um, I don't know if you'll watch them. And the second one is Oh My Venus. Oh My? Venus. Venus, okay. Yeah, okay. two shows. Okay. I've I'm, I'm, I'm made a mental note of it. 
And I mean, you know, like I feel like I can script a, a Korean show now. I've watched like four dramas back to back, and I know exactly. I recognize. I'm like, oh, this was the extra. The soldier from this show is now the waiter in this. Like, it's become that. So, so, how did you get into this Korean shows? It was just, I mean, uh, so I lived in Switzerland and I lived with, you know, people from all nationalities. Uh, I had a very close Korean friend who actually came to India and helped me set up Love 15 when we started. And, um, you know, like I love the food and all of that. And I was on, I was on Netflix and I said, oh, there's a K-drama. Let me start watching it. And that was a dark hole. And I'm deep into this world right now. That's very interesting. I'm going to watch both this. Korean shows, and I'm going to give you my feedback. And uh, obviously, the the show that everyone is talking about is this Indian matchmaking right now, yeah, yeah. which, which you know, I also saw, and I actually I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. In fact, uh, my my wife uh, Sagri, Athiya, and me were watching a movie, and we finished the movie, and I was going to bed, and I think uh, one of Athiya's friends messaged her saying, "Watch yeah. this show. It is you'll you'll laugh and you laugh. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. funny kind of a thing." And they started watching it, and they are hooked onto it. And now yeah, they're just yeah. characters. I haven't watched it as yet. Oh, you haven't watched it? No, haven't oh, watched okay. It. So then you watch that before anything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. Great. So tell me again. I, I'm going back a little to your chef thing. So people who want to be like Pooja Dingra. So how important is training? How important is it? I mean. So yeah. So I think. So, you know, this is a question I get asked a lot. Like, do you have to go to culinary school to be a chef? It's almost like uh, you need education in general, right? So I think it's extremely important because it teaches you a lot of discipline. It teaches you a lot of your basics, right? Like you get your building blocks. Of course, cooking is one thing that you can learn uh, with experience. You can go work in a kitchen and learn and both are fine. Uh, but what worked for me is actually getting that experience. And then, so I worked in a chocolate shop in Paris uh, before I moved back. And that was great. So I think it's it's very important that you firstly identify which even in cooking and baking, there's a lot, many different things that you can do um, for you to know what you're passionate about, where you think you fit in. Like for me, I couldn't do the rabbits, but the chocolate is great. So I picked that. So it's, it really depends on where your passion lies. Um, get training, go, because it, it you have such a glamorous or such a, a dreamy outlook of what being a chef actually is you see master chef australia or you see top chef and you think that's the life but being a chef is hard you know you're standing 16 hours a day you never have days off you're working you're busiest when other people are off like vacations don't exist so it's it's very challenging a lot of people don't understand that so definitely work in a restaurant or in a hotel for a few weeks just to understand the beat of the the field and then if you know that this is what i'm getting myself into your expectations will be aligned and you'll be a much happier person. Very, very, very well put. Uh, so a lot of people may not have the luxury of going to Switzerland and Paris like you did, right? Yeah, so yeah. Do you take interns? I mean, if people want to come and... We definitely, we take interns and eventually the plan is to convert our kitchen into a training studio as well. So we will get to that. Um, like you said, plans don't have meanings right now. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but eventually that will. But there are excellent schools in India as well. There are excellent restaurants and hotels in India where you can go and intern. So definitely an internship is, is key and crucial. We take interns every six months, um, but now we, we'll only start it once the situation changes. And when you're working on a normal day, because I can see, uh, and just before we started, you said, it's been a long day. <laughs> How many hours do you put in? Uh, so pre-COVID was about 16 hours a day. 
post covid i one of the decisions that i made is that i'm going to work lesser so now it's about 6 7 hours a day from yeah it's challenging the and she still keeps smiling you know so what is that what is that secret uh, recipe for your smile because you're always bubbly smiling chirpy yeah. always positive uh so i try to it's not easy and i do have my my times when i it goes up and down but i think that uh, a more uh, trying to be more philosophical and thinking that you know firstly you don't have control over anything uh, i used to be a very different person 10 years ago when i started when i wanted to control everything and i wanted everything to go my way uh, you soon realize that you know the the older i get and the more work experience i have i'm like the more you surrender the happier you will be so that's the sort of mindset that i'm you know approaching life with now taking each day at a time you don't have control over things don't stress about it pretty much living and you know everyone says that all meditation everything talks about living in the moment and living in the now and for me that was never possible i was always thinking the 10 steps ahead or what's you know thinking about what happened but in the last 3 months the biggest shift in my mind has been the present and i think that has been the biggest gift to me so I'm hoping that doesn't change, and I'm hoping I manage to somehow pull myself back, even if I see myself going a little forward. But yeah, living in this moment is is crucial. One of my uh, guests in uh, one of my earlier episodes said, "Now is wow, you know. <laughs> you know what? You don't. You can't change what happened before. You can't. You don't know what's going on later. <laughs> Now is wow. wow. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use yeah. that somewhere. Yeah, very nice. Uh, so, what do you do to de-stress? what do i do to de-stress um mostly i would be uh, some form of exercise some sort of either yoga running going to the gym uh, just an hour earlier it was like just an even if i could get one hour in the day that was mine without my phone without anyone bothering me it would be great um now i've just kind of changed the way i think so i i make sure that i incorporate time for myself in every single day so there's no need to de-stress It's like okay, I need to take a break. I'll take. Pooja, thank you so much. But before you go, to all our viewers, I mean, I hope you had a good evening and listening to this chat from Pooja. I would uh, before you go, I'm going to ask you for one more recipe. Think about it. What they can cook for this weekend, uh, because you know it, it would be nice for them to get tips directly from you. Uh, before that, uh, Pooja, if they want to follow you, where do they follow you? On what uh, your so YouTube channel, right? Yes, uh, YouTube is Pooja Dingra. Uh, Instagram is the same Pooja Dingra. Twitter is Pooja Dingra, but with a double A, and uh, that's where I am. Yeah, that's where you can follow Pooja Dingra. <laughs> okay. So, so one last recipe before you go, Pooja. One last recipe is actually going to be something very special. It's uh, one of the first things I made in lockdown. Um, you know, I was working around the house and kind of figuring out. what will people have at home can i give you something accessible so i made cookies with ghee uh so these were like my chocolate biscuits i call them but it's actually super simple it's just half a cup of uh, ghee at home one cup of flour uh half a cup of sugar and uh, a few tablespoons of uh, cocoa powder that's it so you take the it's like it's almost like a naan khatai so you take the ghee and you mix it with the sugar any kind of sugar that you have at home you add the maida and the cocoa powder in you make uh, small cookies bake them at 180 for about 12 minutes and you're good to go you know you make it sound so simple <laughs> you know <laughs> it is it is quite simple it's just like you mix two things you you have your butter you have your sugar you have your fat it's balanced it's it's, it's not so hard have you ever baked anything 
No, honestly, no, I don't want to lie. But my daughter does. Ati has been trying coffee. Yeah, yeah she's okay. been doing So then my goal is to get you to bake something. I'm going to try. The, I mean, I'm, yeah. I've got the, both the recipes now. I'm going to go back and watch it and write it down. And uh, hopefully I'll do and probably take a picture and send it to you. Please do. Okay. Please. Okay. The, uh, I do this with all my guests. I end it by asking you one question. Uh, what does happiness mean to you? And how do you define happiness? Or what are the three things that make you happy? You can answer whichever way. Ooh, that's a, that's a loaded one, huh? Um, yeah, I think um, happiness is uh, currently for me would just be peace. To just be at, uh, you know, just be peaceful and to be uh, one with yourself and uh, be compassionate and loving to yourself. So uh, self-love is happiness to me. And three things that make you happy besides three things, your own. Three things that make me happy: uh, chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> um, my dog, and uh, yeah, just being at work. Thank you so much. What's your dog's name? Before we go, Leo. Leo. Okay. Thank you so much, Pooja. It's been wonderful chatting with thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, and uh, thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni Soch, dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.